Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good people. Ah, yeah, you know what it is. Hard worker, scrappy, unfiltered, and sometimes unhinged football content. Hard to explain, but you know it when you see it. Doing it daily, our way. I don't know what you're talking about right now. Redraft and Dynasty Fantasy Football, we got you covered. You know their defense is ranked like 31st in the NFL? NFL draft prospects and rookies? Now you know you're in the right place for that. Absolutely. All right, then stop saying it. Then we're done. And prop bets with my man Jay Rich. Count that money, man. Now wipe the crust out of your eyes. Get you a cup of coffee. It's time to wake your ass up with Ray G. You honestly are making absolutely no sense and you sound silly as hell. Good morning, 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 good people. It is Wednesday, May 18, 2022. Y'all decided to wake y'all asses up with Ray G. And for that, I appreciate you. I'm feeling good, rejuvenated, refreshed. We had a day off yesterday, this new schedule, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Shout out to our partners, man, Prize Fix. Use the promo code WAKEUP. Betting on the Miami Heat, Boston Celtics, WNBA, MLB, Call of Duty, all kinds of shit, man. We're having a good time, so use the promo code WAKEUP, dollar for dollar match. Up to $100. Tap into the podcast. We got a new show on the uh, on the DDE podcast feed. My man Mike and Adam, the 4D Chess Dynasty podcast crew. They're doing Dynasty Trades. So if you want to hear and see and listen to a bunch of Dynasty Trades and get their dope-ass analysis, make sure you tap into the podcast feed. Subscribe to that. Got some good people in the building this morning, Jay. I see Mike A., Rojo Fish, Ricardo L. Wood, Jay Peters. What's up, big dog? Nathan in the building, my girl Joe, Craig, I don't know who this is, man, Craig, Craig, you new, you new to the channel, what's up, Craig, what's up, big dog, Derek in the building, Dynasty Barry, oh man, everybody here, man, it's gonna be a good day, it's gonna be a good day, but I can't get it popping, can't get it started without uh, my co-host, Jay Rich, where you at, man? There you go. I'm good, man. I'm no, good. I'm up? happy to be here. I, I like to see that my video quality is back where it needs yeah. to be after yesterday's small yeah. issue recording our NBA prop show. Mm. But I mean, honestly, man, um, I'm excited for today. There's there's a lot of fun things happening. Obviously, the teaser you put out on Twitter got people a little bit excited. It's going to be a good show, man. So I'm not going to delay too much. And uh, let's hop right into it. Uh, Happening into what? The show or the news? Well, what do you want to start with? Because well, there was a trade. Gonna, we, I told. We, we I, ain't gonna I hop into the, the 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 Podfather right now, man. We got news to talk about. So we gotta okay. So we gotta make the people wait a little bit. I like this, but first I want to start with the trade. I told the people that if you leave a review on Apple Podcasts, I would go through them all personally. I read them all, and there was one trade that was in there. I told you if you want to leave a review with the trade, feel free to. And we will answer it on the show. So Ray, single QB. This person traded Josh Allen and received Tony Pollard, Tua Tagovailoa, the 111, which ended up being Jamison Williams, a 2023 first and a 2023 second, all for Josh Allen. How do you feel about that in a single quarterback league? Oh, yeah, that's cool. Single quarterback? Yeah, that's good. It's nice. I mean, significant down tier quarterback from Allen to Tua, but you pick up a 23 first, J-Mo, Tony Pollard, 23 second. Yeah, man, I'll rock with that in a – in a uh, in a single quarterback league, like I can rock with that. What, is that how you feel? Is that how you feel? Do people I, feel the same way? I like it, honestly. I mean, the biggest thing for me yeah. is like even Tua and JMO alone. If you're going even in a single quarterback league, I don't hate that, right? You're still getting a wide receiver who could be a top tier guy. You get Tony Pollard, who if for some reason Zeke gets hurt, and then you have the 2023 20, first and second. I mean, for me, it's a slam dunk tier down, especially in a single quarterback league. 
But let's pivot then. I don't know if you want to talk about the Miami Heat and their big comeback yesterday versus the Boston Celtics. I mean, Jimmy Butler, just phenomenal. Beast, Again, man. they finally shut down Jason Tatum in the second half. Beast. But overall, man, I don't I don't know who's going to win this series, but I think there's going to be a lot of back and forth overall. I, it's funny because I don't know if you saw Skip Bayless' tweet talking about how the Heat were going to lose and the Celtics were going to go one up. It was wild, man. But then, of course, obviously things flipped in the second half. The Heat came back and won pretty big when it came down to it in the end. Coach Ali, appreciate you, man. He just said he loved the show. Four ninety nine super chat. We appreciate you, man. Appreciate that, big dog. But not nah, a heat, man. Listen, uh, hey, man. Uh, they for whatever reason, man. People, people got to give Coach Spolster his credit, man. Coach Spo coaching his ass off down there in Miami. Um, Philip Lindsay signed with the Colts, man. Are we worried about Jonathan Taylor? Is this is this panic on JT? Philip Lindsay. Maybe a back little? Back-to-back thousand-yard no. seasons? Hell no, man. Nah, nah, nah. No nah, way. Nah, nah, nah. No way. They had, to then, find uh, a, they had to find a Marlon Mack replacement, right? They just needed a, a spell back, right? They just needed a spell sure. back. Yeah. For sure. And then we had Joe Burrow, who shed his knee brace. I'm sure everyone's happy to hear that. Joe Burrow finally shedding his knee brace. And then the safety, Jesse Bates, reportedly not planning on playing on the franchise nope. tag. He's not too happy about that. He wants nope. to... Get his money, he wants to get paid, so he's saying he's holding out of training camp, holding out of minicamp. That's not great for the Bengals, hoping to get a top-tier safety on the franchise tag. And then, I don't know if you caught this one, but you must have, but Jair Alexander getting the bag. Four years, $84 million extension with the Green Bay Packers, which broke Monday just after the show. I think they need this. You know, If they're going to compete, they're going to need a guy who is their top-tier stalwart corner. And we'll see, because the problem with Jair, he's been hurt quite a bit. And so I'm curious to see how the Packers fans feel about this if he does get hurt again. But for a top-tier player like that, I am all in on Jair Alexander getting his money. Yeah, I'm with you, man. I'm with you. Jesse Bates said he's not playing on a tag. I don't blame him. Get into this Tua news, man. I, I had a um, had a conversation last night with Josh Larkey about Tua and the Miami Dolphins. But what's the uh, what's the confidence? What's the old confidence meter down there in South Beach on uh, on the uh, on old Tua? So this was an interview with GM Chris Greer talking about the confidence of Tua Tagovailoa, and he mm. said, I think with the additions we've done and the players we've added around him, it has him really excited. It's been a fun watching these guys, how they've brought in, bought in with Mike McDaniels. Even the defensive guys said they couldn't believe the transformation in the offense, which, you know, kind of expected. But I think what's funnier is we're seeing, <laughs> I don't know if you caught these, but there's more Tua passes making the airwaves across uh, the Twitterverse from the Miami social media team. Some were good throws, some maybe a little bit underthrown. Couldn't quite get the drive on those out routes. Just made me laugh to see them. But yeah, Chris Greer seems to be enthusiastic. And obviously the morale and support for Tua has been growing since adding those new additions. And it seems like Mike McDaniel and the offense are really clicking. So it's good to see that from the Dolphins because we all expect them to take a big leap forward, especially for Tua with this new head coach. Okay, cool. Good to know. Good to know. Training uh, minicamp practice highlights. Of Tua. Good to know. Good to know they're confident in him. What else we got? And then the other big piece of news is that the, I guess, some type of litigation that they're going through with Deshaun Watson right civil now suits. to determine. Civil suits. What, pardon me? Civil suits. Is it, is it his civil suits or is it the actual, it's him with the NFL trying to determine whether or not he broke the personal conduct policy, Oh, right? well, that's NFL. In, yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So they're, they're in Texas right now. He's dealing with the NFL. They're trying to determine what's going to happen with Watson, whether he broke the personal conduct policy. And we know that he definitely did, but it comes down to it to what extent. And so the rumor is he could be suspended three to four weeks. But 
Ray, I think the bigger point, and we've seen this a couple times, could Baker Mayfield ultimately start for the Browns? Ian Rappaport has doubled down saying he thinks that he could start while we know that Baker wants out. Do you think there's a chance that, that Baker could start for the Browns this season? Yeah, I think he could. I mean, shit, if Watson isn't there, you know, get. I guess if they want to win, right? If he's only suspended three to four weeks and he gives them the best chance to win to start the season, then, yeah. I mean, I can see it happening. Um, if that gives us an opportunity to, to, to sell old Baker Mayfield, then that's what it's going to be. But, I mean, we've been saying it. Like, I've, I – I if I were drafting Deshaun Watson right now, I'm just in my mind, I'm just like he's gonna be suspended the whole year. Like that's just what yeah. I'm preparing for when I build my team, knowing that he he probably won't, but that's just how so three games I'd be pretty happy with that, actually. If that's what he's suspended for, three to four weeks, and I drafted him this year early or early ish. I'd be super happy. Yeah, like super I'm happy. I'm in my mind, I'm already preparing for the season. So if it if it comes down and he's only it's only three or four, and I'm good with that. I'm good with that. Um, yeah, Baker could start. Hopefully they can win a couple of games, and then by the time Watson's back, he uh, he could just, you know, assume captain of the ship and get it rolling, man. But I think his ass is definitely going to get suspended for some time. I don't know how long, but I think he's going to get suspended, bro. Yeah, for sure. And then the last piece of news that we saw come across for football fans everywhere, Ray, could I interest you in Lionel Messi coming to enter Miami to play in the MLS in 2023 and apparently David Beckham offered him part ownership to also come over so he'd be an owner player in Miami so in 2023 could we have two owner players Lionel Messi playing for Inter Miami and Tom Brady playing for the Miami Dolphins both as part owners of said franchises where did you get this Tom Brady in my what 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 TMZ news have you just pulled where is this from what, the Lionel Messi stuff? No, Tom Brady. You said Tom Brady. This has Miami. been reported multiple times, man. This is like two-week-old news really? probably now. Oh, did shit. Do you not read it? Oh, man, it was crazy. It was like, oh, yeah, Tom Brady might go. And Sean Payton was apparently going to go with them to play, to coach in Miami. So they were going to bring in Sean Payton. They were going to bring in um, Tom Brady. And all these things were going to kind of go into place. But then Tom Brady, I'm retired. Sean Payton actually yesterday just signed with Fox to be an analyst for them. So again, we'll see, but it's only for the one year, right? And then we'll see what ends up happening. But Leona Messi apparently reported going to Inter Miami in 23 after his contract's done with PSG. And then we're going to see maybe Tom Brady heads down to heads down to Miami. That'd be pretty cool. That'd be pretty cool, man. I don't mm. know. I think it'd be interesting. This is uh, the people are saying you are spreading fake news. Here we go again. You know how we no do on this show. No fake news here. No it's, fake news. It's fake news. I, I did not city. say from sources. It's just these are things that I saw. So we're just talking Conspiracy about it. We're just having theory. a good time. Jay Rich in the building. All right, man. So Jay, we uh we teased we teased the guest today. Now, I don't know if you heard. I don't know if you all heard, but the Pod Father at Fantasy Mansion on Twitter, the content colossus, one of the best. Fantasy dynasty analyst in the game. Jay, I don't know if you heard his most recent Mind of Mansion show, but he had some choice words for old GQ, man. He had some Jay Rich. He had some choice words for old GQ. Really? Man. Told me to suck his private part. <laughs> I don't want to do that. Oh. I'm a married man. I know. He, oh. he 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 laid into me. He laid into me. But but man, you know, in all seriousness and all fairness, man. Matt is somebody that that I have grown to respect. Uh, his hustle, 
his, you know, his fantasy site, his content is honestly top notch in the game. Top notch in the game. Top notch. Yes, I heard him. You heard him, John. They tried. Nah, they tried to get. They tried to. They tried. They tried to come at OGQ. But the good thing is, man, I'm. I. I have the thickest of skin. There is in the game. Doesn't. 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 Doesn't bother me. Doesn't bother me because it's. It's. It's content, man. And he's somebody that I appreciate. I respect. He's helped me along my way. And it's just good banter, man. It's good fun. I don't. You know, it's just not my style. I don't dive into it like that. But, you know, I tweeted some things out, Jay, and, and he took offense. He chose violence against OGQ. But we're here today to sit down like Nas and Jay-Z and squash the podcast beef. Squash it. Nas and Jay-Z. Which one am I? Am I Nas or Jay? Which one is the podfather? I'll give you Nas. I think I think, I think think I'll give the podfather Jay. He is, he Jay? First, so. is he Jay? Is he Jay? Is he Jay? He's got man, the that's... website. He's got the brand. It's... You know, he's got a little bit more, but we're working on it, though. So so the Podfather has a special message for everybody in the building. And we're going to we're going to listen to this message. We're going to talk through uh, some good content here. A uh, friend of me, friend of mine, uh, personally respect the shit out of him. So let's hear what old Matt Kelly has to say to the good people of Wake Up today. Let's get it, Jay Ridge. Let's let's get it, baby. Let's get it. What's up, Ray G fam? It's me, the Podfather. I'm putting on the uh, the armbands for this one. Oh yeah, yeah. Ray G wanted me to come on and talk to you about veteran wide receivers. He's yep. locked in with rookie talk. Yeah. So that I'd come in and give you some veteran wide receivers to draft in both best ball and dynasty. These are wide receivers who are in the center of that Venn diagram. All leagues, all formats. These guys are values. They're the right players in the right situations. To win your fantasy league, I will talk rookies. Mm. With rookie talk is going to happen. Okay. In the context of picking the right wide receiver who's currently past the AJ Pex, because the way to mine value in fantasy football is to look at wide receivers just past the AJ Pex. Where in Dynasty, people are like, ah, these Let's... guys, he's old, he's been around forever, I need youth. It's hard to go wrong drafting stud wide receivers in their prime who are also in prime fantasy point scoring situations. And I appreciate this opportunity very much because Ray and I had a little beef. Mm. Ray thinks keeping up for Brian Edwards, Brian Edwards truthers like myself that were wish casting. And he told me to go read a book. And I objected to that on my podcast, the Sonic Truth Podcast with Nate Liss. So... This is the perfect opportunity to show you all that podcast beefs are not real life. So this show for the Ragey audience is what's real. Number three best value for fantasy drafts at wide receivers got to be Brandon Cooks. Now, why Brandon Cooks? Brandon Cooks is the established alpha in Houston, and this offense is going to be better. There's some rare stability happening in Houston with Davis Mills likely to make a mini leap in year two and continue to home in on Brandon Cooks. The number one wide receiver is always fed no matter what. Take the offensive efficiency, pace of play, throw it away. Throw it away for talking about the number one wide receiver. And ironically, this comes from the Tom Savage corollary where DeAndre Hopkins was near the top of the league in fantasy points per game with Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson goes out with a torn ACL. In comes uh, Tom Savage 
And while the catchable targets went down, the target share went up mm. because lesser quarterbacks will fixate on their number one wide receiver at an even higher rate. And sure enough, DeAndre Hopkins made up the difference in fantasy points with additional targets. Well, this is what's happening with Brandon Cooks. And Brandon Cooks is the most consistent wide receiver in the NFL. In that season with the Rams, he was beset by injuries, especially the concussions. And Sean McVay chose to use him as a decoy to feed Woods and Cup, Cup and Woods. And we know that Jared Goff is not one to push the ball to the perimeter anyway. So if we throw out that 2019 season with the Rams, Brandon Cooks is commanding between 114 Shit. and 133 targets each and every year. And last year, with the Houston Texans, he set his career high with 133 targets. So we know Brandon Cooks will finish somewhere in that band of 114 to 133 targets. Jay, real quick, where are you at with, with, with Cooks? First of all, MK, I know you're watching. When I tweeted that out about Brian Edwards, that was not to you. I was just saying, and I still believe it, Jay. Brandon, Brian Edwards didn't do shit in Vegas, and he's still not going to do shit in Atlanta. I just don't think so. But that was to everybody that wasn't to Matt. But what are your thoughts on MK talking about Brandon Cooks, Jay? Because I think he's spot on with that, man. I'm, I'm all in, man. I think it's I think it's a great spot. And, you know, we've talked about it multiple times that I was initially hesitant in Houston, but I think he's shown and honestly commanded those targets in Houston. I've talked about how there's no one really there other than Cooks, but I think to Matt's point, Cooks is looking at 130 targets pretty yep. much locked and loaded. And so for me, I think that's a great spot to get a wide receiver who is every year discounted in the dynasty community because he's been around forever but it's because he broke out early he was in the nfl early he's played on a bunch of teams but he's always produced outside of the one season that matt pointed out so i think he's a great spot to buy if you want to look at a wide receiver who is affordable but can produce for you on your roster and jay and jay peter said it right here cooks is the best value in dynasty i'm with you man like we keep talking about him on this show i'm spot on with mk with brandon cooks man spot on Spot on. And I did a show with Josh Larkey last night. Underdog ADP right now. He's coming off the board as wide receiver 30. So if you're out there, I, I talked to you about a league where I traded a second rounder in 23 for Brandon Cooks. It's yeah. wheels up for me for I Brandon Cooks, dog. That's been the volume that Brandon Cooks has commanded. And his best ball ADP right now is 64.2. That is sixth round. Yeah. And that's the guy I'm pushing the button on. Fantasy football doesn't have to be hard. Talk to you him, take Matt. Take the guys that year in, year out command 120 targets and post wide receiver two numbers at value. Yes, sir. It's not sexy, but it's right. I think Brandon Cooks is kind now, of sexy, two, Jay Rich. It's Mike Williams. Now, know this. Mike Williams is not particularly efficient. You look at production premium. You look at quarterback rating when targeted. He's always been outside the top 20. But efficiency matters more in dynasty leagues where we're trying to find, hey, Show me the young players that are the most efficient because we know they're going to be good for the long run. In seasonal leagues in particular, we care more about opportunity and volume. That matters more than efficiency in seasonal leagues and best ball leagues. And why is Mike Williams getting big volume? It's the offensive system and it's Justin Herbert. Yeah. Chargers ran 2.2 plays per minute last year. And we're top five in pass rate. So if the pass to run ratio is high, and the pace of play is high, then there's going to be a lot of pass attempts per game. That's how that's how the Chargers can get to 36 pass plays per game. And now with another year of development with Justin Herbert, the schedule's getting even harder. 
They play the Chiefs twice, the Raiders twice, the Broncos twice. They're playing at Atlanta, and then they cross against the NFC West. That means shootouts against Arizona, shootouts against San Francisco, shootouts against the Los Angeles Rams. Though Mike Williams' target share was outside the top 30 last year, he's being targeted where it matters. Justin Herbert had 112 red zone attempts, and 22% of those went to Mike Williams. And Mike Williams has been characterized as a catch-and-fall-down wide receiver throughout his career. He's actually not. In recent years, he started making up for his low catch rate with yards after the catch. Mike Williams' 406 yards after the catch were top 15 in the NFL last year. So he's not the prototypical outside clasher that we've considered him to be for so many years. He's a versatile, all-purpose perimeter weapon and primary read in the red zone for Justin Herbert, a team that will be involved in as many shootouts as anybody in 2022. This is why Mike Williams is such a smash in the fourth round of best ball leagues, and you can get him even later in Dynasty because he's crossed the age apex. <laughs> like, that's the theme. If you're a 28-year-old wide receiver during the 2022 season, we're probably going to like you. And you might say, well, what about Michael Thomas? Well, Michael Thomas is 29. And if it were two months ago, I would have had Michael Thomas on this list. But Michael Thomas is not on this list. Because look what the Saints are doing. They're drafting Chris Olave. And Chris Olave is number three in this class in the breakout finder. And it's particularly noteworthy because he's a senior. There is a early declare flag that's incredibly predictive and powerful in the breakout finder. And even with that early declare flag, which suppressed a player like Jahan Dotson, Chris Olave still comes in higher than Traylon Burks because he was a prolific producer at an early age. He was a young senior and he would have come out early, could have come out early, but a lot of his teammates were staying back because of the COVID year. So in a normal college career, you can assume that Chris Olave probably would have come out early anyway. The breakout finder didn't even know that and still had him top three. And the New Orleans Saints are no longer the high-volume offense they were with Drew Brees. The pass plays per game have been steadily declining over the years. And we know Michael Thomas is not 100%. Dennis Allen came out and admitted it, that he has hurdles to overcome. Meanwhile, other players around the league that had surgeries have been cleared to practice, not Michael Thomas. And I will remind you that Michael Thomas has not had a 20-point fantasy week since 2019. Week 16 of 2019 was the last time Michael Thomas scored 20 or more fantasy points in PPR leagues. Let that sink in. It's sad when players cross the injury Rubicon, but I believe Michael Thomas is never going to be the same, and that assumption has been reinforced by the signing of Jarvis Landry. Michael Thomas was already near the bottom of the league in target depth year <laughs> over year, and then they're going to sign Jarvis Landry, the other guy near the bottom of the league in target depth? Who's going to get all the air yards in New Orleans? Chris Olave. Yep. All right, Jay. What do you think about, let's, let's real quick, because Matt's hitting on a lot of cats that we like. He talked Mike Williams. You've been pounding the drum for Chris Olave since the draft. Uh -huh. You've been telling people, Jay. Pre-draft. Pre-draft. Pre pre I'm, I'm giving you your props, bro. You've been saying it. And I'm just... Are we too low as our community on Chris Olave? Should we be higher on Chris Olave? Real, real talk, man. Real, New Orleans traded up to get this cat, man. 
MT's not the deep threat. Jameis Winston is YOLO Winston. Like, are we too low on Chris Olave, man? I think there's a possibility, yeah. You know, like, even when the reports came out that they signed Jarvis Landry, I talked about how I think this will force Chris Olave to run deeper routes and play more outside, and I, I still believe that. And Matt's really just reinforcing that point that while they don't throw the ball a ton, he still may be the primary guy to receive those deep targets and receive those crossing routes. You know, I, while I don't think it's the fairest comparison, I talked a long time ago about how he just reminds me of Tyler Lockett in the way that he will probably win in the NFL. And I see that on the Saints, right? If he's going to run deep crossers, if he's going to run post routes, if he's going to run, you know, a couple fly routes every now and then and just kind of sneak between the defenders and find his way open using his ability and his and his IQ on the football field, I could see that happening. Do I think he's undervalued, though? Like, maybe a little bit. Like, maybe a little bit if you want to take him over Jamison Williams. But are you really taking no, him over no, no. Garrett Wilson? And <sighs> no, But at that no. point, like, he's he's been wide receiver five for me, right? Okay. Behind the first tier. But people will take Sky Moore over him. People probably won't take Jahan Dotson over him because no one seems to be doing that. People might take Christian Watson over yep. him. But I think he should be wide receiver five. The draft capital, trading up, all these things really warrant him being the wide receiver five in this class. So that puts him at six. That puts him at seven. I'm not sure. But somewhere right around there, I think, is where Chris Lava should go. Dynasty Barry, uh, somebody that I really have grown to respect his uh, dynasty voice and his opinion and his mindset, rookie wide receiver five. And I believe I have him as rookie wide receiver six, I believe. And a lot of that is just, I'm just going to be honest, man. It's the, I like Scott Guy more than tape. I, I, I like the tape. I like the tape. I, I put the film scores out there. I'm not bullshitting. I like the tape, but I love the landing spot, right? Um, so I, I don't disagree with Matt there. And the fact that he came in so high on the breakout rating, my question is I saw a lot of people when Matt said uh, Mike Williams is an underrated asset right now. You know, just got the contract extension tethered to Justin Herbert. And a lot of people in the comments are like, man, I can't sell Mike Williams. He's too boomer bust. I mean, I, I, I embrace that level of variance, man. Like, I'm fine with that level of variance. I think he's, I'm in on Mike Williams, man. I, are we, am I, out of my, am I out of my damn mind for saying that? I don't think you're out of your mind, but I don't think I don't know. The question is, how much Mike Williams do you have? Because if you if you do have a lot of Mike Williams, you know the variance is not one that you want to embrace. If you need to pick whether you start him or sit <laughs> okay, him, that's fair. you're probably starting him, and you're probably getting burned because a lot of the times it feels like you know there's a few years. I, I would honestly kind of compare him to Mike Evans to some degree because Mike Evans, for some years of his career, got a ton of volume, but it you know it came in bunches. It came in every three or four games. So you'd start him, and then he would dud for three or four games and Mike Williams is kind of the same way he'll have those 30 40 point weeks 150 yards multiple touchdowns 10 receptions but then the next week he'll kind of be out of the game plan and all of a sudden he's not seeing those targets he's not getting those receptions he comes in at like 40 yards and three three receptions you're like what just happened can you spread it out can you give me some consistency and and that is frustrating so I understand that from a price perspective but what Matt's saying is like you're not you're not buying him to trade him or buying him right. to sell him later on. Right. You're buying him to play on your rosters. And so right. if you want him to be the guy and you want to go get him, acquire him for a second round pick, maybe if somehow you could swing that. I think the question is, Ray, is would you trade a first for Mike Williams? Because chances are that's no. probably what you'd have to pay. No. And so he feels like one of those guys that we find a lot in Dynasty where he's not really worth a first but there's no way you're getting him for a second. And it's because of that boom bust potential. And so how you work that trade, I'm not sure, but he is a guy that if you need a wide receiver, could be a wide receiver three, he's just gonna be very inconsistent for you. 
Well, let's hit on number one because this is a player that I am like all over. I talked last night. I told Larky, would you be shocked at the end of the season if this player, who's number one, ends up outscoring T. Higgins in 2022? So let's roll in to the number one veteran wide receiver buy. Let's get it. Number one value is also 28 years old. And like Mike Williams, he's in one of the most prolific offenses in the league with one of the most shootout-friendly schedules, especially in the second half. The Rams face San Francisco, Tampa, Arizona, New Orleans, Kansas City, Seattle, Las Vegas, Green Bay, Denver, Chargers to close it out. The beauty is, the beauty is the Rams, the Rams' second game against the Seahawks is the final week of the season. It's not even on the fantasy schedule. And then number one value is Allen Robinson. Of course it's Allen Robinson. How could it not be Allen Robinson? And I know you're going to say, well, what are those advanced metrics on Allen Robinson that are so great? I don't much care about the advanced metrics on Allen Robinson. I mean, we could talk about the 1,250-yard season with Mitchell Trubisky under center. We could talk about that. Talk I would about rather it. talk about his 1,400-yard second mm. season with Blake Bortles, the original Mitchell Trubisky. <laughs> In that season, he scored 14 touchdowns, and 14 touchdowns is the key because this is the path to fantasy points for Allen Robinson. Wide receivers get their fantasy points with either targets or touchdowns. Now, the targets are going to go to Cooper Cup. We know that. But remember what happened to Odell Beckham Jr. when he came to Los Angeles. He finally started scoring touchdowns. This is what we can look forward to from Allen Robinson. He's three inches taller and 20 pounds heavier than Odell Beckham. At this point in their respective careers, Allen Robinson's just better. Mm. So if Odell Beckham Jr. comes back to the team... He's going to come back as the number three option. Matthew Stafford won a Super Bowl last year without the X receiver he's been accustomed to. Calvin Johnson, Kenny Galladay. Mm. Now he has that outside alpha. Talk to him, to Matt. Compliment Cooper Cup at Y and Z. So in these fast paced LA shootouts, watch Allen Robinson rack up double digit touchdown weeks time and time and time again. He's going in the fifth round in best ball and even later in dynasty ninth round he's got multiple good years left people just like mike williams just like brandon cooks those are my top three wide receiver fantasy values for the friends and fans of ray g remember fantasy football doesn't have to be hard let's get it matt kelly the podfather on the show appreciate him coming through jay rich i'm just happy because he touched on Allen robinson at the end of that i am all fucking in on a rob in 2022 dynasty best ball redraft keeper league standard scoring i want a rob man when you're talking about you we saw we saw what the rams offense looked like with odell beckham jr being traded mid-season right he was traded he couldn't even play on the field jay on in 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 hurry up offense because he didn't know the plays. A Rob is going to be there for the entire offseason program, right? They're they're having breakfast together, they're on the beach together, doing all that shit together, right? And then he gets to roll into OTAs and training camp and in preseason. He gets all that time with Stafford. And if you really if I told you like, how long has Allen Robinson been, like, bad for? Like, in your mind, you're like, oh, man, it's been a couple of years since he's been really good. He's one year removed from a 1,200-yard season. One year. Last year, the Bears were a shit show, and he didn't care, right? Like, he wasn't playing, wasn't out there. The Bears were terrible. 
terrible. The year before that, in 2020, 1,250 yards, six touchdowns, I believe on close to 100 receptions. A-Rob is still that dude, man. And now he gets to play with the best quarterback that he's ever played that he's ever played with in his career. In his career. In an offense that wants to just... You talk about YOLO wins. Matt Stafford is is truly the king of the YOLO. He doesn't give a shit, yeah. man. He'll throw back-to-back picks and keep it coming. Like, Matt Stafford, done, what do you have, like 20 interceptions last year? 17 picks? It was a yeah, lot. A lot yeah. he, he was up there for leading the league in interceptions, but the yards are going to be there. The offense is there. No Robert Woods. No OBJ. Tyler Higby is not very good. You know? this? The, it, would it shock you? And I asked this to Larky last night. Would it shock you? T. Higgins is ADP right now as, I believe, wide receiver 11. And Allen Robinson is coming off of the board as wide receiver 25. I believe that is, it, leave that's the mm-hmm. case. Best ball ADP. Um, would it shock you if Allen Robinson ended up outscoring T. Higgins this season? Um, a little bit, yeah. But it wouldn't I think shock point, me. It's probably, it probably, you know, like, I think he's probably got a 30% shot of doing that. That's it? That, that's your analysis? Yeah, 30%. I, give him, I give him 30%. 30%. Because what I think, like, you could compare him to Megatron, but I would just go simpler than that. Just compare him to Marvin Jones. Marvin Jones had a bunch of great seasons with Matt Stafford as his quarterback. Scored a lot of touchdowns, a lot of jump balls. I think they do a lot of the same things. I think A-Rob's a better receiver. But I think, you know, going to that ex-receiver of Calvin Johnson is like, okay, maybe he's not going to go quite there. But you just, I think Marvin Jones is a very fair comparison from a talent skill set standpoint of a player who played with Matt Stafford that had a lot of success and nobody drafted him, right? Nobody wanted Marvin Jones in any league format for years with Matt Stafford. And A-Rob is basically the same guy with a similar price. Here's what I'm going to do. If you, if you, if you want in on his action... Who wants to bet me? Who wants to make a bet? I'll bet I'll bet five people $50. Allen Robinson outscores outscores T. Higgins this season in fantasy. You want that bet, Jay? You want sure. that bet? Sure. No problem. How I'll, many? Be one of the, I'll be one of the five. All right. You're one, I, I need four more people. Go rate and review the show. Screenshot it. DM it to the Wake Up TV account. And we'll lock in a fifty dollars. If you think T. Higgins is going to outscore Allen Robinson this year, I got fifty on it. Four people. I'll put fifty on it. Four people. Let's get it. Oh boy. Whoever wants it, rate and oh review boy. the show. Rate and re- I'm gonna make you do about a thousand things. Rate and review the show. Get <laughs> five people. To, get Drop five people to like. subscribe to the YouTube Tag channel. Tag five people. Get five. Bring five friends to the show in the morning. No, just rate and review the podcast. DM that shit to at underscore at wake up. Wait, DM it to. Under wake, yeah, at DM it to Wake Up TV. Wake Up TV, and we'll lock it in. Fifty dollars. Let's go. And I and, and listen. I ain't one of these cats that renege on bets. I'm not Jay Rich here. I don't hold your money. I'm not. I'm not Jay Rich. If you think T. Higgins is going to outscore A. Rob in fantasy this year, holler at me. Holler at me. Because it's not happening, man. I, I honestly. Nathan, Apple Podcasts. Apple I, Podcasts I'm or honest, Spotify. Both places. Review the show. There it is. And I'm with Matt. He talked about Brandon Cooks. I'm in. We've talked about Brandon yeah, Cooks on this show. A lot. Mike Williams, there's a little dissension there. You're not as much as you're not in as much on that, right? Like you're. I've had Mike Williams on a lot of rosters for a lot of years. You 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 I've, feel I've been, the you I've feel been, the nasty I've taste in your mouth. And then uh, Chris Olave, you were you were, you agree with him on Olave's yeah. upside, right? You think he should yeah, be absolutely. the rookie wide receiver five at worst? Is that is that a fair yeah. assessment? And you yeah, like I him more than J Mo, right? 
No, okay, don't don't go crazy. But I think, I, and I had this conversation with Mike, right? Mike um, of Forty Chess. Like he would rather have Chris Olave than JMO because Chris Olave is going to play, and that matters. Like as much as we want to say it doesn't matter if Jamison Williams doesn't play, but if he's not playing by week eight and Chris Olave has five hundred yards, that matters. That matters for his value. That matters for his potential trade value. Matters for his value going forward. So again, we had the conversation, and I do think there's a world where if you want to take the safe bet, and I've said that is before, Chris Olave, the most NFL-ready wide receiver probably in this entire draft class, and in a lot of ways has still a ton of upside playing for the Saints. Is he going to be the best wide receiver in the class? I don't know. But I think there's a world where he gets on the field early, he plays well, and he's productive. And that's good for retaining value going forward. And we just can't say that about Traylon Burks or about Jamison Williams. I think Drake London will be fine. But Chris Olave could be right up there with Drake London as far as producing early, getting on the field, and performing well as far as I'm concerned. Listen, I, I've i called him. I think he's a good NFL wide receiver too. I, I've said that for a long time. But it's yeah. it's if we're being objective and being, put all that – pre-draft bias bullshit to the side and just look at the offense, look at the situation, Jay. I don't know if I can fade him, man. I think I want him. pretty good. I think I want him. I don't know what it, I, I think I want him. Now, yeah. again, I still think he was the third best wide receiver on Ohio State last year, but given the fact that – did you see the video of my – I know it was just pra- – did you see him running? He, he looked no. – he looked pretty slow, man. But what? Who? Who am I? Who the hell am I to say? I think MT is going to be fine. I do, but Olave is going to be involved in that offense. I think he's going to get those important air yards. And then Allen mm-hmm. Robinson. We just continue to talk about that. A super chat came in about a Rob. Um, where, where was it at? I got to get to it. I saw it. Basically asking, would you take Allen Robinson? Oh, here it is, right here. Here it is, right here. I got it. I got to get this. We got to get this up on the screen. <laughs> Jonathan says, would you trade a 2022 109 for Allen Robinson on a rebuild dynasty team? No. No. If you're rebuilding, no, you, so, no, no. no. A-Rob is no. a win-now move. You don't want to rebuild yeah. with A-Rob. He'll be 29 in August. You don't want to rebuild with them. Use that 109. Draft Olave. Draft Sky Moore. Draft Chris. Draft a young wide receiver. You don't want to spend 109 for uh, mm-hmm. A-Rob on a rebuild. That is not a rebuilding move. That is a compete to win now type roster construction move. You know what I'm saying? That That's what it is. And yes, Chris Olave did put, put Pat Tertain on skates. So I just want to say on behalf of myself, on behalf of our show, thank you, Matt Kelly, for taking time out of your yes, busy sir. schedule to record a message. He did that for y'all. He didn't do that shit for me. You know what I'm saying? I could just ask him. Like, I could just text him and be like, what do you think? Like, he did this for y'all. So if you're out there, if you support me, if you rock with everything that we do, I know you're rocking with with Player Profiler and Matt Kelly and all the dope things that they're doing. So make sure you tap into their stuff. We'll put a description, link in the description to all their stuff uh, that you can go to if you're not familiar with this content. So MK, Podfather, uh, even though though I struck a nerve with Brian Edwards, and even though I still don't think he's going to do shit in Atlanta, I ain't backing off of that. You ain't going to back GQ down. I respect you. I appreciate you. And thank you for showing some love uh, to our followers, to our viewers. He did that for y'all. Put a lot of time into that. So one more time, round of applause for MK, man. Appreciate you, MK. All right, Jay, we got to do a trader today. We got to pull up. We got to pull up what the uh, the Destination Debbie patrons have been doing. Destination okay. Debbie, uh, patreon.com forward slash all gas. Let's take a look at uh, some shit that's being traded around right now in dynasty jay what are you 
who do you think who do you think we're going to talk about today? Give me a player that you think we're going to dive into today. I want to talk about Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson. I don't think we have a Justin Jefferson trade, man. I was I was teeing you up. You put me, to, on, you put me on the spot. Yeah, I, I put, <laughs> can we I talk t- about T. Higgins? Is, <laughs> there, talk- is there a T. Higgins trade in there? No. I want is to talk about Scott. Get, I want to talk about the yards? I want to talk about the Moore brothers. Sky Moore, DJ Moore. Can oh, we talk Sky Moore, oh, DJ Moore? Boy. Can we talk oh, Sky Moore, DJ Moore? Can we do that? All right, let's go inside. Let's see what we oh, got. Boy. Here we go. Your boy, DJ Moore, right? Yes. <laughs> it's your boy, DJ Moore. We got DJ Moore and a 2024 third round pick being acquired for Amari Cooper and Sky Moore. What side of the deal do you want here? What side of the deal? I want Cooper and Sky Moore. It's really not even that close. It's it's really not even that close. I don't want a receiver that scored a touchdown every 300 yards gained. I'm just, I'm not betting on that guy. (laughs) Considering he doesn't have a quarterback. I'm taking Amari Cooper and Deshaun Watson, who should be a very productive wide receiver. And I like the Sky Moore situation. So it's very easy for me. I'm taking Amari Cooper and Sky Moore over Sir DJ Moore and a 24 third. All right, that's basically that, useless that, at this that, point. That's, that's warm up stuff. That's warm up okay. stuff. All right. Here's Clyde one that traded? this is the one that we want to dive into because I saw, I saw um, Dynasty Barry asking about Terry McLaurin or Allen Robinson. What would you rather have here, man? Terry McLaurin in the 108 this year or essentially Jalen Waddle? I'm taking Terry McLaurin in the 108. Easy, yep. right? Very like, easy. Very like, easy. Uh, you talk about path to playing time. You talk about potential upside. Both those things lean out are Terry McLaurin, not Allen Robinson. And you get the 108 on top of that. I will happily trade the age factor because I think Terry's probably like 26 now. Yeah, he's, he's 26. Yeah, so he's a little bit older, but even still, like Jalen Waddle, we don't know what his role is. We don't know how he's going to fit into the offense. I'm just, I'm going to happily take the age and the pick and draft another wide receiver who could maybe be Sky Moore. Sky would you Moore. Take Terry McLaurin and Sky Moore or Jalen Waddle. And I would happily take Terry McLaurin and Sky Moore over Jalen Waddle. If Waddle's value is this high right now, man, like, should the prudent move? Uh, you, you, I'm what, out. You're out? You're if out. He, if this is his value, yeah, I'm out. I, I'm fine with Waddle. I still like him. You know, if you, but if you can get out at this price, why wouldn't you? Right? Like, realistically, you're still getting a very productive receiver and I you're agree. getting a way better pick. So I why agree. wouldn't you do that? I agree. All right, let's go one more. I think somebody just posted one. It, okay. Trying to get their trade in. Carlos there. is watching the show, so we got to pull him up. 102 or Christian McCaffrey? That's tough, man. Oh That's no, Jay Rich. Don't don't do that. Don't do that. Okay. It's do tough not. because do not. Again, do you think this for no, my first question is do you think this is a team dependent trade? Yes, if you're doing no. No. I don't think it's team no. dependent. No. Because I'm taking the 102. I honestly am. I think I'm taking Drake London. I don't want Christian McCaffrey. I really don't. If I could I, I would want more. Ugh, Jay. But am I really going to trade my 102 for Christian McCaffrey? Jay Like, Rich. am I really going to do that? Jay I, I don't Rich. think I could do that. I don't want to do that. If I, if I had to. If you offered me, if you offered me Christian McCaffrey for my 102, I'd be like, but why does he want to get rid of Christian McCaffrey? What does he know that I don't know? I'd be questioning everything. I just don't know if I could do you it. You are just, honestly turning into Skip Richards day after day by day. You inch just, a little bit closer just, to I Skip Bayless. I just don't Bayless. know if I could do it, man. I just you, you, everyone's saying they take CMC. I would be like, go ahead. I I, I don't know if I could do. You it. You would it's give just, me Christian McCaffrey for the one hundred and two. 
No, I'm not saying you should sell Christian McCaffrey for the 102, but I would be hesitant to make this deal if it was the reverse. If someone offered me Christian McCaffrey for the 102, I'd be like, oh, man. Oh, boy. I guess CMC, but I don't really want him on the roster. I got to flip him. I got to have to flip him immediately when he has a good game. That's just my mentality, Christian McCaffrey, right now. I have a lot of Christian McCaffrey, and it's uh, it's not fun. It's not get, fun lately. Get Jay Rich off of uh, – he, he is definitely on Fox FS1 every day. I am day. waiting for He's, my contract, he... actually. Um, we've been in negotiations for some time, but uh, nothing yet. Still waiting on that contract. All right, last question. All right, Jonathan has one. Would you trade the 2022-102-109 and CEH for Najee Harris rebuilding team? Would you trade Kenneth Walker and Sky Moore and Clyde Edwards yeah. Lair for Najee Harris? That I would do. Yes. That I would do. For All sure. right, he just wants to keep sending in. Uh, we got one more. Nicholas, you got a championship roster. Someone offers to give you Josh Allen for your next two draft classes. Wow. Your youngest QB is Matt Stafford. Would you Would you give up your entire 23 and your entire 24 for Josh Allen? Yeah, because that's cheap. Let's be real. That's cheap. That's not expensive. Would would you trade up two firsts and seconds for Josh Allen? Yeah, you would, because Josh Allen is worth what four firsts easily. So if someone says, "Oh yeah, that this is how you get trades done," you say, "I'm not just going to give you my first and second. I'm going to give you my thirds. I'm going to give you my fourths. I'm going to give you my fifths, and you can take all the dart throws you want, but I want Josh Allen." So to me, this is a super, super, super cheap discount on Josh Allen because he is a guy that if I'm trading him away, if I'm trading Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Josh Allen, they are three plus firsts. And those seconds, those ain't firsts. Those are seconds, right? So it's an easy smash for me. Easy. If you you are right in a vacuum, if you say two firsts and two seconds for Josh Allen, right? Like, you're right. That's cheap. But – you build your depth with some of those. I know they're I know they're third and fourth yeah. round picks, right? But you're losing sure. out on those dart th- the dart throw depth pieces. You are right. Mm-hmm. Um, what what are the chances you hit on it and they, it gets done? You know they they end up becoming vi- fantasy viable. I don't know. Probably not high, but I see where oh, you're going. I see I see I see what you're saying. Boy. Q, was, QB won the last two years, right? I believe he's yes, been the QB back one to back the last two Q. Yeah, Should I think QB1 you know again. what, Jay? You you just had so much conviction to start <laughs> that it seemed a little off. But we're gonna end on this one. You are you are you've inched away from Skip Bayless. This was a good call okay. by you. I do okay. think that. But his chance. The thing is, though, is it better be a championship roster? You can't you can't come in here saying I got a championship roster and it be. An iffy championship roster. It's got to be a championship roster for sure. Two draft classes for Josh Allen. You're in on that. Just your entire it. 23 yeah. and 24 oh, class. You don't give a shit. Uh, yeah, easily. Easily. All right. All right. There you have it. Jay Rich, if this trade fails, Nick, it's all on Jay Rich. It's not. It, this has. This yep. is. This was not. But I do. I see what you're saying. I'll say that. I see what you're saying, my friend. So, one more time. Appreciate everybody in the building. Hit the thumbs up button. Subscribe to the channel. Subscribe to the content. Thank you, Matt Kelly. Check the description for all of their stuff, where you can find uh, his content, dope content creators at Player Profiler. That's my dog. Podcast beef is not real. Jay Rich, we love you, man. We love you. We appreciate y'all. Have a great fucking Wednesday. 
We ain't on tomorrow, but we'll be here on Friday to wake y'all ass up. Any Jay, it looked like you want to say something as I was rolling out. No, nah, you're good. You sure? Yeah, I'm good. All right, man. We love y'all. We out. Peace.